All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with our, it ended up being a special Thanksgiving episode. I didn't plan it that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, things happen. We, we are back. I ho- Hopefully you're gathered around all, all of your nobody because it, there's a pandemic happening. Unless you live in another country, I guess I take that for granted. Yeah, but, some other countries will have the But liberty. that's okay. You but have... why they'd be celebrating Thanksgiving, I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hey, if, if we have to be your family for Thanksgiving, we, we will do that. I mean, we're hey, not that's, eating. That's a family. But you're welcome to listen to this podcast while you eat. There's oh, certainly yeah. no rule against that. I mean, it could um, be seen as such. That's right. I, I'll, I won't ask you if the cooking's done. I won't do anything like that. We'll just be nice and polite. And you can, oh, yeah. you can sit there and eat your Burger King or whatever the fuck you're eating. Not Burger King. <laughs> not that. Please, not that. Well, I was just trying to think of like a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know. That's oh, Burger King, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are back here. Uh, the episode normally would have come out on Monday, but uh, we are being worked to the bone by yeah. our day job. So that oh, yeah. did not happen. So it ended up being a Thanksgiving episode. So. Maybe, it works maybe, out. Maybe that'll be our tradition. Every, every Thanksgiving, we'll delay our episode and then do Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hate that. People will be like, why do you always do Batman on Thanksgiving? Yeah, it became a thing. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> why wouldn't you do Batman on Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, it's a Batman Thanksgiving. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, we're going to be reading Batman Universe by Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington. And then we, uh, we watched the Batman Forever movie. We're digging into those old Batman movies finally, which we had not done yet. Was there um, a method to why we chose the Schumacher ones to do? Uh, or was I, that just the Well, whim? I think you had started it because you said you wanted to read Batman and Robin. Like, that's what spawned the whole thing. Oh, true, yeah. yeah oh, and, that's and right. to read yeah. Batman and Robin, we you would gotta have to watch, next yeah. week watch Batman and Robin. Yep. So that means this week, we got to watch Batman Forever. Yep. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. So basically, I did this to us. You, you, did, this to, you did this to yourself, Eric. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, the comic we're reading is pretty dope, though, so I'm excited oh, to yeah, get to that. For sure. Uh, and I will defend that movie. I'll let you know. I'll go to bat. I didn't. I didn't we'll, hate we'll it as much. I did not like it as much as I thought. I remembered. I did. If that <laughs> well, made sense. That, I, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for this. We'll finally be able to throw down about a movie opinion. I like. Right. It. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. So just to talk about some other, uh, some other things, I wanted to briefly uh, touch on that we haven't talked about yet. Um, I, I don't know if we mentioned this or not yet, but Wonder Woman we can yep. finally do. I don't know if we mentioned that on the podcast. I think or we not. did. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman is finally being released digitally. Yep. So we finally have like a. We're really excited about this. We fi- can finally do the planned Wonder Woman series <laughs> that we had lined up forever. Yeah, this will be the first time since Birds of Prey. Yeah, we uh, that we actually did an ongoing like thing. a live thing. Well, we or did Doom, the Doom Patrol show. Oh yeah, Doom Patrol. So yeah, yeah. that was the. This one. will be the first quote unquote movie. Movie. Yeah. It won't be a movie theater. This but... is the first time we're building up to a movie like yeah. we used to do. Yeah, yeah, like we did with Birds of Prey. Totally. Um. So that's what I'm excited to do. Our plan is to watch a couple episodes. Uh. For, like for two weeks we'll watch the linda carter wonder woman show like watch a few episodes of that um my hope my hope right now is to watch maybe two episodes each week yeah uh we'll see how good it is i i have high hopes for it i've i've never seen any of it but i've heard good things i'm expecting better than the hulk because was that 70s or 80s it was around the same time as the hulk i believe so 80s yeah so or, no, I think that was late seventies. You might be Either right. Way. I don't know at all. I yeah. don't, can't remember. Um, but that's what we're, our plan is to watch or do two weeks watching that, and then the week after that we'll go and watch the Wonder Woman, the Gal Gadot movie, yeah, uh, just to get ready for the the sequel. And then by the end of the month, by December thirty first, we'll be able to watch Wonder Woman eighty four. Like finally, when the movie's finally being released. Yeah, eight months later. Yep. So I'm excited for that because we were gonna like we had that whole series planned for April, like going through May. Yeah, because that was right on the cusp of when like the quarantine started yep. imagine just a, a naive me being like how are we going to balance the wonder woman and the black <laughs> widow movies there's not going to be time to do both no i uh, remember 
were you, you literally had a like a whole like timetable of like our schedule like around fucking Wonder Woman and everything and else Black that was Widow. coming out yeah. for the summer. Like mm-hmm. we had it fucking in stone, and then it was just like, nope, here's a pandemic. Yep. I was like, damn, we're not gonna have time to do like any of these like you know one offs we had time right. for. And then like, Let's do them all. Let's do them all in a row. I mean, it hasn't all been bad. We've gotten to get to a lot of cool stuff, no, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if it keeps at this pace, though, I feel like we're going to watch every comic book movie. I feel like we're going to watch every bad movie. Oh, we're, de- <laughs> yeah, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel already. But, that, I mean, there's still a lot of obscure ones that are out there that we got to get to eventually. Yeah, starting this podcast, I never thought that the problem would be not enough comic book adaptations. I, I sincerely thought that could not be possible. <laughs> yeah, there's, been a, there's a lot. I didn't think it could be done, but we've gotten through a large number of them. Yeah, it's going to take a while to do all of them. Um, um, so yeah, so that's going to be our plan. So this week we're reading Batman Universe, and we are going to talk about Batman Forever. Next week is going to be we're going to be reading the first volume of Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin with Dick Bats and Damien. Yep. And then watching Batman and Robin the movie uh, with George Clooney and Mister Freeze. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the week after that, Wonder Woman. And then uh, don't forget our Christmas special with Klaus is coming up around that time too. Hell yeah! So we we actually do have a schedule that that should not change. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. All right, but that'll bring us to... Oh, yeah, one thing I want to talk about. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast yet. Can we talk about the fact that we did a Constantine episode a few weeks ago, and then not oh, yeah. even a week later, <laughs> yeah. somehow they announced a fucking sequel for that movie? Honestly, though. How does that happen? That movie is from 2005. That's, or, that's or three, that's, I think. I can't that's remember. like some fucking subconscious chaos magic right there. Right? Like, we projected that. I'm telling you, <laughs> someone like saw our podcast tweet up, and then some executive was like, Constantine's back. The kids like it. <laughs> it's all the rage. <laughs> like, bad news. Not much of a kid. <laughs> like I said, the book we're going to be reading is Batman Universe. This came out recently. Um, very recently. They, like the 2017. Trade, yeah, the trade just came out like last, like late last year. Um, this was actually released as a Walmart comic. I don't know if you know what that is. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's literally Walmart. It sounds awful. <laughs> it sounds awful, but somehow they got like amazing creative teams for every single one. Okay. Like that's why the issues in this book are so short. Okay. Like it says like end of part one, like 10 pages in. Yep. Um, because these were released as like tiny little Walmart one shots, basically. Okay. And they got like a bunch, like Gail Simone did like a flash run. Um, okay. I think Tom King did a Superman thing. Hmm. Um, so they got a bunch of these writers and artists to come and do these like books that they were selling at Walmart stores. I was gonna say yeah, because this was Bendis, so like that's pretty big. That's name. a huge name, yeah. yeah. And uh, like for a while, like he was the name at Marvel before he came to DC. So that's a huge okay. name, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So they were selling these comics at Walmart where you could go and buy them. And I looked at my Walmart, never found one. I so. can't say I ever remember a time where there were comics at Walmart. Yep, but they finally did release it in trade, so now anyone can read it. And I'm really glad they did because this is like one of my favorite Batman books that's come out in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's actually like, uh, I don't know, the Batman run, I feel like the Batman stuff I've been reading has been in kind of a rut lately for the, at least since I've been reading comics, but this kind of felt like, uh, kind of like an old fashioned kind of feeling Batman book where it was just kind of like fun shit, like happening issue to issue. I was going to say like, cause you know, you think about Batman, a lot of the portrayals of it are, you know, super dark and edgy and like Batman's super serious. He can never be like jovial or right. anything like that and like this one like it's it's almost like a chill like laid back batman yeah like, exactly he's like, like he just gets jokes his, yeah he just gives his shit done and then just zings people with one-liners and it's like yeah like i dig this batman right exactly <laughs> yeah there, there was a whole era like in the 90s like especially where <clears throat> batman had to be like super edgy yep 
Uh, and it was like there was like the Frank Miller effect and like the Watchmen effect. Where, yeah, like, everyone had to be dark and gritty. Yeah, totally. Um, but like Batman should be cracking jokes. Like he should be kind of like a slightly jovial character to the point where like when his jokes like surprise you, you're like, oh shit, this guy's funny. Totally. And like I feel like if you're gonna be Bruce Wayne, if you're doing that fucking job, like you have to have a sense of humor. You're right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, like give Jesus, us a moment. Like Jesus Christ. Like you'd go insane without like cracking a few. Um, but the, it starts out with, um, it basically starts out as a Riddler story. It yeah. evolves past that and kind of becomes like a Vandal Savage story. Yep. Um, but I like the way it starts out because it, it very much reminds me of like Batman going and like taking out just like a, it feels like a regular like episode of Batman, like him going against just a random Riddler encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the the, uh, the conversations he has with Alfred are also really fun to read about. Like Alfred's super funny in this as well. I was going to say Alfred kills it in this because he basically is like the like Oracle in this run. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's he's always in Bruce's ear. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think they, they he has a lot of scenes, but he's always like on the side, like giving him input and saying things. Yep. Um, this the second most important thing I want to call out in this book is Nick Darrington's art is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. Like for multiple different purposes too. Like he's got like a lot of artists. Like you know, um, you everyone likes to point out and like screenshot like the the big spread pages. Yeah. Like the really like uh, colorfully drawn ones, but like even like the action sequences, even like just the page to page like quote-unquote normal art pages yeah like every single one of them looks good and like the way he draws action is like incredibly satisfying yeah it, it, like the all the transition like it'll be even be panel to panel but like it transitions really well yeah and it's like it's got like a simple but like somehow still like super satisfying like a style to it as well oh yeah um, definitely nick darrington does art on like the new run of doom patrol as well oh like cool. the gerard way one it, yeah, yeah it, it's it's really really good in that as well okay like, there's so many pages you can screenshot from this that should just be, like, classic Batman pages. Like, especially when you get to the end and you see all the variant covers Dar- uh, Darrington did. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many variant covers here that just look amazing. Like, this one with, like, uh, like Batman and Robin. Or, sorry, Batman and Nightwing just kind of, like, catching arrows and, like, deflecting things, like, on the submarine we'll talk about later. Yeah, totally. Um, And, like, him fighting the hand and, like, a bunch of cool ones with, like, him and, like, the, the lantern ring that we'll see later. Um, there's a lot of really, really good, really good art there. Um, oh yeah, just to get the full creative team, we did talk about uh, Bendis and Darrington, but there, we also do have uh, Dave Stewart on the colors as well. Uh, yeah, and he's great. Yep, anyway, we talked about Dave times. Stewart. Yeah, because he he was he did colors on uh, Silver Surfer Black, Silver right? Surfer Black, and all of the Hellboy books. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's been around forever. He's he's super uh, super. Yeah, Walmart. damn. Yeah, Walmart must have shelled out for this, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically the plot uh, starts out with him going to take out the Riddler, but when he gets in there, it's like a bunch of like actors like thinking that they've been hired to play the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, <laughs> what do they call those, like flash mobs or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when Batman goes in and starts fighting him, they're like, oh cool, this is part of the play. And they start going to attack <laughs> Batman, and Batman just kicks all their asses. Right. And he's like, wait, I don't think these people are fighters. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I did not sign up for this, sir. <laughs> And, like, they, they even, like, say that, like, to the police when they get captured later. They're like, wait, do I need a lawyer? Like, did I just get captured by the Batman? Yeah, it's like, wait, that was the real Batman? <laughs> I'm so fucked. <laughs> I mean, technically, what is it, like, negligence is innocence in the eyes of the law? <laughs> right. I mean, you got <laughs> tricked by the Riddler. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I think if they get a decent lawyer, they'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, it turns out that the Riddler was after some object, like, this mysterious, like, egg object. Yeah, and, it's like a Fabergé egg. Yeah, it's, like, some, like, jewel-looking thing. And uh, the end of this first, like, mini-issue leaves you with the twist of, like, Batman's trying to find out what this egg is. Mm-hmm. And Gordon gives him a tip, like, th- with a name, like, who of if, uh, its previous owner who donated it, which was Jonah Hex. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Jonah Hex. He's, like, this uh, old DC character that was in, like, old Western comics. Yeah. Uh, like messed up face had a terrible. That was movie the one that was the... in Mortal Kombat, right? Was he in Mortal or Kombat? Or was it Injustice? No, I don't think so. 
I swear there was a Jonah. Maybe he or was. no, who's like the cowboy dude in Injustice? There's a cowboy dude in Injustice? Isn't there? Are you thinking of Mortal Kombat? Or may, uh, no, I'm thinking of Mortal Kombat. I think you're thinking of Aaron yeah, Black. I am. This I'm is not Aaron Black. Black. <laughs> he has a normal mouth. <laughs> and, and not an overpowered rifle move. He does yeah, not yeah. have that, as far as I know. <laughs> um, no, he's just like an old, like, retired, like... The one thing that I don't like about Jonah Hex is that he, like, even to this day, uses, like, a Confederate uniform, like, in his, like, costume. Oh, really? Like, ew. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so but that, that, but his incorporation and in, like into this story is one of the best like parts of it. Yeah, like the old western the, setting. Yeah, half of this is almost like a Batman western. Yeah, like, that, it's that, awesome. that part I do really like. Hell yeah! Um, because yeah, he gets this tip like Jonah Hex, like what the fuck, like that guy's long dead, obviously. Yep. Um, but he does have a tip. There's actually uh, this is an, a Bendis throwing in one of his original characters, which is totally fine by me. Um, this is Jenny Hex. She's I was actually, yeah. I was she, wondering about that. Like, she's part that of the Teen thing. Titans right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's her deal? Uh, she's just like an old Western person. Like, does she have powers or anything? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I don't read his Young Titans or Young Justice is what it's so called. So what does she do in the Titans? Uh, I don't know. Rootin' tootin'. I have no idea. I've never read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I was just wondering, like, is in this, it just seems like she's just like a mechanic. Yeah, she's just doing her... I mean, this is her, like, street life. This is just a cameo. Okay. So I don't know what she does in the in Young Justice. Gotcha. Like, I don't know what she's bringing to the table that, like, <laughs> I was gonna say. Like, the rest of that team does but yeah who knows, uh, who knows? She, she might be like a black belt <laughs> rootin tootin <Bing! laughs> rootin tootin tim drake's like please don't shoot people <laughs> <laughs> yeah it should be like uh what is it crazy jane <laughs> yeah i don't know what the deal with faberge eggs are but it's been a thing in like a lot of different like societies and cultures it's always like a huge like like mystical priceless auto like yeah. priceless object or like fancy museum deal interesting um but yeah so i riddler actually we find out is hiding out in amsterdam uh, like away from, <laughs> so he's like Batman will never find me here. Right, I'm outside of Gotham. I'm completely fine. <laughs> and then uh, as he's sitting there, Batman does approach him, like in, like all the way out in fucking Amsterdam. And the Riddler's like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Right, um, can't go anywhere. Uh, and then uh, and actually, it sets up for like another encounter because then Deathstroke shows up, like hired to like protect him. Yep. Uh, so we do get like a little bit of a, a Batman Deathstroke fight. It's not much. Like Slade, I don't think even ha- like he's got like two lines in this comic. But yeah, it's a real quick fight. Well, he just come up later, I suppose. Uh, yeah, in a, in a cool way. Um, but it's just kind of like a short little uh, Batman versus Deathstroke encounter, which which the art is very cool. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. It does look pretty dope. Yeah, it's a great sequence. And like the design for Deathstroke is awesome. And like even when Batman like beats up Slade, he, Slade he, like looks at him, like spits out blood, and he's like, he's getting away. <laughs> oh shit, the Riddler! Right? Yeah, he plays that really well. Um, and then we get another cameo as this shows up. Like this whole comic kind of is just like a tour through the DC universe, like you know, throwing in as many characters as they can just to like get those dynamics and those relationships in. Yeah, it's a little bit of a who's who. Right. So because then all of a sudden, like we've had the Riddler and Deathstroke and Jonah Hex, and oh, here comes Green Arrow firing his way in here. Yeah. Like, Holy shit! <laughs> it's like, geez. Yeah. So it's pretty fast paced because I think the issues are so short yeah so like things happen very quickly but it does also kind of make it satisfying to read because of that a little bit yeah and it still flows pretty well like it it doesn't feel rushed i just i think the reason why it sometimes feels like a little bit much there is because these issues are so short and every issue has to end with a moment like that that's like holy shit i gotta pick up next week yeah exactly i could reveal green arrow next week but i really gotta do it now (laughs) yeah uh, the Green Arrow issue is is kind of funny because like they're both like trying to interrogate Riddler and they're both just like giving him shade because like his riddles have been terrible throughout this whole encounter. Like every single one has just been like pedestrian. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Batman's like you're embarrassing yourself in front of Green Arrow. You're supposed to be the smart riddle guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but of course, you know, it, it couldn't be so simple. The Riddler's like little like gas trap goes off and then it drives uh, Green Arrow crazy. So that way we can get a Batman versus Green Arrow fight. Right. Had um, to throw it in. Had to happen. Anytime you're going to have a team up between the heroes, there's always a 50-50 chance they're going to end up fighting each other somehow. <laughs> um, but like the, the art of the crazy like Oliver, I thought was actually kind of funny. It made me laugh a couple times because some of his expressions are like just fucking like crazy animals. Like, <laughs> right. But like the red eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people, sometimes uh, criticism of Bendis's work sometimes is that he could be like a little too quippy sometimes, but I do like it sometimes in this book, like between some of these characters, like Green Arrow and like Batman have some funny interactions that I like mm-hmm. where Green Arrow's like, Hey, have you heard from Clark lately? And Batman's like, Oh yeah, I talk to Clark all the time. And like, what the fuck? He's ignoring me. <laughs> just little things like that. That's, that's the whole scene. I right. thought that was funny. Yeah. No, I, it like, it sets a nice tone. It's just Oliver just being petty. Like what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, no, it tracks. Who doesn't want to be? Be my friend <laughs> uh but yeah so riddler gets away with the egg and delivers it to who hired him to do it which we find out is vandal savage mm-hmm. um so the riddler thing was a, uh, a fun setup for the story but it does end up kind of twisting into a vandal savage story so who i really don't know much about vandal savage vandal savage is an immortal man basically he's been alive since like the dawn of time okay but he just never dies he's immortal so he's become like this like tactical super genius because he's just so experienced and he's like running to everything before yeah so he's like a, a evil genius essentially who who just knows everything and has always existed that's why he's in the old west when we go back yeah yeah because he was just alive then yeah so is he like a primarily a batman villain no he's a, just a dc villain okay. in general gotcha yeah i've never read i don't or, actually like, know where he anything. started yeah gotcha um, but yeah, Batman's like scanning this egg and like he can't get a read on like where the energy's from. Like he thinks it's alien, but like he doesn't know. Like it could still be magic. Like he has no idea what's inside that egg, but he thinks there's something weird inside of it. Yeah. Which is why Vandal Savage wants it. So it's basically just like the perfect McGovern. Um, the, he tracks a lead on it to Gorilla City, which leads us to, to a pretty cool sequence like of him going through Gorilla City and trying to like appeal to them. Uh, Gorilla City is a really cool location in D.C. as well. I, I, have we talked about that yet? Uh, we might have talked not about on it the during podcast, Doom Patrol maybe like, not. for a minute, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's basically, it's like where Grodd's people come from. They're the super intelligent gorillas. Like, yep. some of them are, are uh, psychics, like Grodd is. Yep. Um, but they have this city, and the, God, the city looks so fucking good, the way it's drawn, like this spread page. Yeah, the art looks awesome. Yep. Um, there's a short little jaunt through, uh, Thanagar, which I don't think was necessary. Like, that part seemed a little I know, forced, because it's over so quickly. Yeah, I think they just wanted to be like, hey, check this out, like, you know this, and then, like, just <laughs> Nick go Darrington, back. like, drew, like, Batman Thanagar wings, and he was like, we have to put this in here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's kind of cool, like, Batman having bat wings instead of their, like, because the Thanagarians, like, these Hawkeye people, they yeah. strap on these wings. That's where, like, Hawkman's from? Yeah. Yeah. They strap, like, these aren't wings that grow, like, that's a piece of yeah. equipment they wear. Yeah. So, like, they gave Batman, like, like the Batwing ones, which I thought was kind of a yeah, because cool... they all take off and Batman. They see Batman not going. He's like, yeah, this uh, it's just a cape, but it doesn't doesn't fly. And they're like, oh, we got something. right. <laughs> and like these issues are are already like really short. So like this is just such an off putting like part, like it's the one thing I don't like in this comic is the sequence on Thanagar because it's just so out of nowhere and then it over as quickly as it begins. Yeah, because literally like he's just there and then he just gets sucked back into like a mid dimension and like his virtual reality thing. Yeah, he just like, gets teleported there for a minute just so he can. Fly around. Just, yeah. Have a cool interaction and then fuck off. Yeah. Like, they run into, like, the first encounter they have there. It's like, look, it, it's uh, Anamar Sin, the Sin Eater. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be dope. Like, the Sin Eater. He sounds yep. cool. Zoop, nope. We're back. Back in Gorilla City. Yep. So I was like, okay, okay, sure. Like, And we get to the next issue, and it's fun again. Like, him teaming up with, like, uh, uh, Hell Jordan to go to, like, the Savage Land. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah, pretty fucking cyborg. cool. 
Yeah, because it's like him and Hal Jordan like going around like, do we do we have to fight dinosaurs? I really don't want to fight dinosaurs. <laughs> and, like Hal Jordan has a good line where he's like, wait, you don't like I thought you like dinosaurs. I didn't expect that from you. Like you're Batman. Why would you like dinosaurs? Yeah, like I love dinosaurs. I have I have a T Rex in the Batcave. Right. You know what? Fair. <laughs> was it Morrison that made that cannon? No, I oh I don't know. Oh no, I think that was that, that was around it's been a while a long ago. Time. Yeah, I think that was a way early one. But yeah, you're on, kind of on the right track where they all are all references to like old Golden Age stories, like okay. the giant penny and shit. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's kind of where that comes from. Uh, but yeah, so we do got to get like a cool little, uh, cause they're trying to find like Vandal Savage's hideout here and like try to get through the dinosaurs to find him. Yep. Um, and then when they find him, he is like, he's working on the egg. Like they're just slightly too late. Cause when they get there, it like teleports them back in time. And this is what we talked about this earlier. Like yep. where it's like Batman back in the old West and mm-hmm. even Hal Jordan's there for a little bit. And, uh, they run into Jonah Hex and like, they even get like the, like old Western like uniforms to go with it. Yeah, because Jonah's just like, yeah, you're gonna stand yeah. out. You guys look fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, those are some weird looking outfits. <laughs> Even though they should, like Batman should keep it. Like it's like the bat suit's probably much better. Like who cares? Yeah, at least it's like black and like kind of blends in a little bit. But I guess you don't want to throw off the timeline like too much. Like Batman's already gone back in time and like created like a tribe of the bat. <laughs> I was gonna say like so maybe tr- don't do that this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he doesn't want to do that again. <laughs> He's like, listen, I went back in time already and it made some really bad things happen. So <laughs> yeah, play it cool this time let's try to avoid that yeah and so it's cool because they can actually run into uh vandal savage because like i mentioned he's immortal so he's been alive here yeah and like him running into like batman and hal jordan time traveling just like raises interesting questions to him which is kind of fun yeah he's like oh like future me must be up to some shit good for him (laughs) (laughs) nice and uh some of this stuff is a little convenient like hal jordan just gets like sucked back to yeah. regular time for no reason. And it, it, like he's literally walking around with Batman. He's just like, man, like I had a lot of stuff going on at home. Like I really need to get back. And then like a few pages later, it's just like, oh, goodbye. There's things <laughs> happening in the Green Lantern book. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Vandal Savage attacks him with like his like you know group of ninjas, and like they they do take him out. Um, but then of course they get sucked back into like reality. Like this egg just seems like it's going haywire, like just doing random shit. So Batman gets sucked back to present time, but like he doesn't know what happened. Like he doesn't even know where he is or what time he's in because it actually teleports him back to Crime Alley. Yeah, which like where his parents died. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part gets grim. He's just like, man, like of all places. Yeah, because Batman actually like dies right here. yeah he basically dies yeah he gets teleported back and like he's about to die and like he even like calls in alfred and he's like like alfred like you were like a father to me yeah like, that part was rough <laughs> yeah, th- yeah that was because he's, like, he's bruce just sitting there like really i'm gonna die in the same place my parents died like this could not be happening yeah but this part where like him like you know because he, he thinks he's like he doesn't like batman has died and come back and like, yeah. things always work out for him but you have to think in this position, like, he doesn't know that. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know he's in a comic book. So, like, as he's dying here, like, he knows he's going to die. And so, like, he has these things. That he's like, oh, Alfred, I'm sorry if you can hear me. Like, I-, I just wanted to tell you how much I love you. I really do. I admire you, you quiet, noble man. <laughs> ah! <laughs> right. Why? Jesus Christ. Oh, and, and even even calls out Hal. He's like, and I hope Hal Jordan's okay, because what the fuck happened to him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got sucked into a hole. Yeah, for all I know, he's, like, back in the Stone Age. <laughs> and, yeah, so, like even, like, even, like, the little things, like, Batman this whole time keeps thinking of Hal. Like, is Hal okay? Like, he right. even calls him up later. He's like, dude, are you fine? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm cool. Don't worry. It's like, yeah, like, you got teleported the same place I did, right? <laughs> yeah. And Batman brings up a good point, too, here, where he's like, Vandal Savage back then saw my face. Yeah. Like now Vandal Savage knows who I am. Yeah. Like because of that retroactive change. And he, and we cut back and Vandal Savage does. He's like waiting for Batman when he comes back to the present day. Yeah. Knowing that he's going to be teleported back. Yep. And now he knows who he is too. So it's like, oh shit. Like the stakes have been raised. I like that twist. 
but also that's kind of what I mean. Like Batman, you should have just worn a mask. All you had to do. You <laughs> yeah, can blend seriously. into the Wild West and wear a mask. Everyone wore masks. Everyone's seen the Lone Ranger. Put a bandana, yeah. Yeah, has he never heard of the Lone Ranger? Right, they invented it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up right here is, like, I think my favorite issue of the of the run here, like the one where yeah, he teams up the, with Nightwing. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, the one where he teams up with Nightwing is just really, really great. Again, like, a big reason of it, for it is, like, Nick Darrington. Like, he draws the shit out of, like, Batman and Nightwing, and, like, the, the way he, like, there's a... Maybe my favorite Batman like action sequence I've ever seen in a comic book is in this issue. It's like they're going into the submarine to take it out, and it's just a spread page of like three. I'll post this. It's three layers of like uh, a building, basically. Yeah. And they, you see them like running through the top layer, like you know, mo- like multiple like drawings of them as they take out each person, so you can kind of see the progression. Yeah. And then it literally goes down, and you see them climb into the layer below it, which is right there on the page, and go through and take them out, and then go down and go to the bottom layer and take them all out. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, it's like a two D platformer. Yeah, and like yeah. It, it, it almost looks like a, like a Metroidvania, like, you know, Samus going through. Yeah, for real, though. It's like, awesome. Like, you even see, like, Nightwing sneaking through the vent if you look closely. Yep. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I, lo- I love that page of just them teaming up and taking people out. Yeah, that is a great spread. Yeah, you don't see that enough. And uh, the, the twist of this, uh, the first time I read this, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, and we actually, because <laughs> uh, it ends up that the thing that's inside of this egg is a white lantern ring, which yep. we know a little bit about because we read Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like, instead of the emotional spectrum, it's life and death. So this is like a, li- a life ring. Yep. And we're told that this isn't just like a, a white lantern ring. It's like one of the first ones. So it's like super, that's why it keeps malfunctioning and being fucky. Yep. Because it's not really working right. So, like, Batman opens the egg and, like, instantly attunes to it and becomes a White Lantern. And we get, like, the White Lantern Batman suit, which looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and, like, Batman just, like, on a hunch, it, like, kind of, like, figures out what it is and starts saying the Green Lantern, like, oath. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, it does lead to, like, a confrontation between him and all the Green Lanterns, which is kind of fun. Because they actually, like, put all the, like, important ones in here. They all show up just to make, like, a cool cameo. Oh, yeah. Even though the whole thing could be just be solved by them talking to each other. But what are you going to do? It's the Green Lanterns. <laughs> right. They literally just do an APB on Batman and bring yeah. every freaking available lantern and just surround him. How many times has this happened in, like, the Green Lantern just stories in general where it's like, I know you're a superhero and I know you're doing good, but I have to take you out anyway. It's like, right. why? Just why? Let's just have stop. a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, yeah. it turns out being kind of warranted though. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Stewart's here. We uh, even Jessica Cruz shows up. She, I mean, she doesn't do much, but I like that she was in it. Yeah, there's an appearance. Nick Darrington has officially drawn Jessica Cruz. That's all I care about. Yeah, right. It makes me happy. Uh, but like Batman gets like mentally like sucked into the ring. Like his consciousness goes into the ring. Yeah, and it's almost like this like white room. Um, but like this like uh. AI kind of representation of the ring shows up and it's just kind of malfunctioning. And I like I like the drawing of just like Batman just sitting down and like crossing his legs and just like meditating his way out of here. Yeah, because he's just like, well, shit, I'm in like an ever like lasting uh, just realm of nothing. Like I might as well just like kind of think about it. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of the Morrison run, like his like yeah. one of the kind of things he trains for in that run, like you know like him being in the sensory deprivation cha- uh, tank and whatnot. Yeah, totally. And, and just like strength of the mind, like that kind of Batman. Yeah, just like, like transcendental shit. Yep. So I really like that. You know, cause we've gotten to see all the other like sides of Batman. So this is like the first side of like just kind of like that ninja training side to him. Oh yeah, like that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, Vandal Savage does end up taking the ring from him while all this is going on, uh, and that sets up like the conflict for like the the closing of this uh, story. There's a really cool sequence which I got a lot, I, I thought was a lot of fun where like Riddler gets taken and you think he's taken by Deathstroke. Oh yeah, and he, like, Riddler's like tied up. He's like, "What are you gonna do, Deathstroke? Huh? You won't even give me professional courtesy. We've teamed up. What's going on, buddy?" <laughs> 
And uh, Deathstroke's like, I'm not here for me. Don't take it personally. I've been hired. And, and then, like, literally Batman, but as Bruce Wayne, yep. shows up to, like, take the red run. He straight up looks like John Wick here. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is John Wick, like, to a T. Like, like, Bruce Wayne is, like, wearing gloves and, like, holding, like, a knife and, like, going up to Riddler, like, trying to make himself look bad. Yep. And Riddler's like, holy shit, are you Bruce Wayne? And he's like, I'm not messing around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just wearing, like, a beanie and he just has a huge beard, like, uh, saggy hair. He's just, like... Yeah, looks- straight up looks like John Wick. He's I love like it. survivalist John Wick. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, like Batman using his Bruce Wayne persona like, right. to kind of get undercover work done. Yeah, for real. I love that take. It's kind of funny that like he has to, to go undercover. He has to be himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. He, he can't be his undercover persona. Yeah, no, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and especially when you're trying to make your undercover persona like a billionaire. Right. Like, mogul. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he sneaks back into Vandal Savage's like area using this like information, and Vandal Savage has been basically like destroyed. <laughs> I just by like the imagine ring. fucking Jeff Bezos walking around <laughs> trying to do like spec ops. <laughs> yeah, right. That's basically it. <laughs> that would be amazing with his fucking thunder gauntlet. Whatever the fuck <laughs> right. he has. He's got. He's like suction cupping like up a building. People yeah. are like, just like, is that Jeff Bezos? <laughs> <laughs> imagine being taken hostage. All of a sudden, Jeff Bezos holds a knife to your throat. Like, what the fuck? That's the last person I want to see. Oh god. Somehow I should have expected this. <laughs> You're going to literally kill me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Batman like sneaks his way into Vandal Savage's uh, hut here and kind of just like mind uh, wills himself to victory here. Yeah. And uh, he, there's a really cool spread page, which I like. It's cheesy when Batman talks his way out of situations by going, I'm Batman, and it works <laughs> out. But yeah. I, when you give me a, a page like this, I'm going to like it. It's basically just Hulkamania mode. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like he's just getting up, like getting punched and just getting more strength. <laughs> I'm Batman. Oh, shit, he said it. Oh, no. He's undefeatable. <laughs> Uh, but like, and the page is really cool. Like he says, "I'm Batman," and in the back we get like the bat symbol, and like literally Nick Darrington draws like the whole Rogues Gallery. Yep. It's yeah, it's yeah, really, it's an awesome page. It's a great page. I love it. Like we even get like Damien and Nightwing and Batgirl and like Killer Croc and the Joker and like every, people who weren't even in the book. Like I love it. And as they fight over the ring, there's also a really fu- uh, funny sequence that I liked where like they literally like fight each other through time. That's probably one of my favorite pages in this, where oh, yeah. like they're halfway in between like a portal, like in space, reaching for the ring. <laughs> yep, because we see like them fighting through these portals, and like yeah. they literally go through like Action Comics number one as Superman lifts the the truck. Yep, <laughs> uh, and like they they go through like the fourth world, Jack Kirby, Mister Miracles fighting Darkseid. Yep, um, and like a couple other things like they as they go through like classic uh, Aquaman. Uh, and yeah, they like chase each other to the ends of the universe, and then Batman like grabs the ring and beats uh, Vandal Savage. And Vandal Savage gets sent back to the old west, so that's just yeah. gonna make him like even older and wiser. He's like, oh, I have to do all those years again. Right. Fuck. He's got like a hundred some year reboot. I hated the eighties. I have to do it again. <laughs> oh god, imagine living again through the eighties. Rough. Yeah. I mean, you just invested in, like freaking Google or something. And you're set. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now he's just gonna be richer. Right. Uh, so yeah, it ends with Batman. He returns the egg, which uh, without the lantern ring in it, so now it's going to be a little safer. Yeah. Uh, and then scoots off. I get a nice little spread page of him grappling through the city. So, oh, yeah. Again. Yeah, that's actually that's like the cover of the, the hardcover book. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Yep. I just noticed that. Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted to read this. It's it's not it's not too heavy. It's not too much. It's just like a fun. It's a fun read. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's like a fun popcorn Batman book. Definitely, yeah. It's like, like this would have been a really fun book to just like pull like weekly, like with the rest of your books. But like, oh, oh yeah. cool. Now I get like a short little fun like Batman story. God, that would have been cool. Like. And like since I started like uh, grocery shopping at Walmart, I'd go in there every week, and there'd be a new Batman comic yeah. just sitting there. That would have been awesome. Yeah, like some some of these worked out really well. Like I'm surprised how well they worked. Like the Gail Simone Flash book is pretty good too. Like one of the best Flash books we've gotten. Granted, that's not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, it made me like a Barry Allen book, which is pretty surprising. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I would highly recommend Batman Universe. They have it in uh, in hardcover now. You don't have to go buy the single issues, which would be really hard to track down. But I highly yeah, recommend it for real. Um, so yeah, that'll bring us to the end of our comic book coverage. Now we're going to be talking about, like we talked about uh, at the beginning of the podcast, Batman Forever. Oh yeah. If you don't, if it's hard to keep the titles sh- straight, this is the one with Val Kilmer as Batman, and then he, he faces the Riddler and Two Face. Mm-hmm. Um, if that strikes you, your memory even better. Um, it's directed by Joel Schumacher, who did this one and the next one, uh, yep. Batman and Robin. Uh, this one, I remember I watched as a kid, and I remember liking this movie. Mm-hmm. And rewatching it, I feel like the nostalgia might have been helping me a little bit. There were very bad parts. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm overhyping this movie. Oh, yeah, I no. did enjoy it. Like I think it's visually fun to look at. Oh, definitely. Like, I, think, I think it's a great Gotham City. Oh, and it's one of the, like my favorite Gotham cities. Like, yeah. Like, it actually appearances. looks like Gotham. Like It looks like fucking like, gothic and out there, and like the crazy circus looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, And just like the big set pieces, and just like the, like pulling a vault out by the helicopter and just like swinging through the city. Like That's very <laughs> Batman to me. No, for real, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I love the... Like it takes like the Adam West vibes and doesn't make it too like it, that's what I think this movie had is those Adam West vibes. Yep. Where like it's goofy, but they tried to take it a little more seriously. Yeah. But still not too much. Yep. Um Batman Val Kil- like Val Kilmer as Batman is legitimately fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's way better than I remembered. Yeah, like the Batman voice is very good, and like yep. he's good as Bruce too, even though it's not it doesn't come up too much. Oh, definitely yeah, it's um, a great Bruce Wayne. But, like there's a lot of parts where he's just going as Bruce Wayne going through like doing CEO stuff, like where we talk like where he goes to meet like the Riddler and like he kinda has like some good moments there. Like he plays both sides of it very well. Yeah, definitely. Um but speaking of playing things well, the Riddler is not that. Um, I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember it being bad, but holy shit. It's really bad. It's literally just his character from Dumb and Dumber in a Batman universe. That's the problem, I think, is casting Jim Carrey for this role and then telling him to just do Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like, he, that's the problem I have. You with had it. to reel it in, dude. Like, it, it, like it, Schumacher had to reel a little bit in. Right. But that, I feel like when they're filming it, like that's probably what they asked him for. Like, just do do crazy, do yeah. a bunch of sounds, do do your thing. And at that time, you know, Jim Carrey, freaking mid nineties, like he's one of the biggest right. names I exactly. like out there. It's like in freaking movies and comedies. So I mean, you can't tell him to like ham it down. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's my I think my problem with the because I don't really like Two Face has you would argue like probably some of the same problems where he's like very like ham-fisted and very goofy yeah but like i don't mind it with him yeah two face was all right right because i think the thing is jim carrey's performance in this feels like out of character yeah like it it's fine for the riddler to be goofy and hammy but he feels like he's just jim carrey there's like it takes me out of it exactly like there's never a moment that doesn't seem just like a, a like a pastiche of every like jim carrey comedic character right because i because i know like his like bits his goofy like you know uh, body humor stuff that he yep. does and it's the same thing here <laughs> yeah so, exactly. like, it's not an original performance where you no. look at what tommy lee jones is doing he's never done that in any movie ever. oh never like this is a completely <laughs> once in a lifetime tommy lee jones performance oh absolutely so like that i'm kind of fine with because he's getting into the character and doing a thing he thinks this character would do and acting that way whereas jim carrey's just like what if i do my own thing but wearing green yep <laughs> and like doing some weird dances and twirling my like cane right like is, is the riddler like someone who fucking sings and dances not in my mind i don't C- see that at all yeah 
like, like I, when I picture like Edward Nigba is like a freaking like computer hacker. Yeah, nerd. he's like a yeah. super nerd. Yeah, like he's not freaking doing showmanship. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you play him like a fucking like if you he could be dweeby. Like he could oh, be yeah. weird. Certainly, that's For what sure. he should be. Yeah, he just shouldn't be like how are you doing zingity boo. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like his like little hideout, his trailer hideout that he's got. Yeah, where he's got like the the psychic thing, like the robot reader dressed up yeah, as like yeah, a Riddler. Yeah. Like it's a cool like uh kind of like ambiance. Right. And, like that works for the Riddler. Yeah. But him, yeah, like hamming it up, like doing freaking show tunes is like, it's just way over the top. Because the riddle stuff is like, it's there in the movie. Like a lot of the movie is Batman trying to figure out what these riddles mean and where are they going to go. Yeah. But like to me, like this character wasn't even about like learning riddles. He was just about like stealing people's memories and then like twirling around and being goofy. Yeah. Because his whole, like the whole uh, like mad plot of this movie is like, I, I mean, it's so, it you can't even call it cliche because it's just like the old, like all TV like uh melt your brain yeah. it's like he's using a crazy antenna to like steal people's brain waves or that plot honestly by itself fine but yeah it's like it's a good like super villain plot for yeah. sure but it's just the way that it's like the way he acts going through that and like doing all like getting there is just not fun no it's not fun and it just feels like just overhammed like the whole way through but yeah but i mean some but like the I think the point I wanted to make was, like, by the end, like, Batman, like, tricks Riddler by, like, having a riddle and using that to buy enough time to, like, like trick him. And that's a cool... That, tw- that's a great... That's like, how Batman should beat the Riddler. But absolutely. The, the problem is that he hasn't been... We haven't been led to believe that that's important to this Riddler character we've seen. Not at all. I know that that's a Riddler thing because I know the Riddler and I yep. know Batman stories. Yeah. But, like, this Riddler that we've seen has not been the kind of guy who loves riddles and inquisitive questions so much that he would pause to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it should have been the whole movie, but that's not what we God. Yeah, it did not build up to that at all. So it's a great ending, but all of a sudden you're like, wait, why wasn't the rest of the movie like that? Yeah, because at, at a certain point, because even when he's uh, like mailing like the riddle like letters to Bruce Wayne and to, or not Batman, but like literally to Bruce Wayne, yeah, he goes through like the process of you know cutting out you know, magazine letters and doing that whole spiel. So it, it's almost like he cares so much about just the presentation and like not he, like it's almost like the riddles are secondary. Right. So I, so I, I wish there was more of that level of him, like the inquisitiveness, like that kind of yep. like, that nerd power. Yeah, that yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, Tommy Lee Jones says Two Face. I, I did like that, especially the way he went out where like he's like, I'm going to flip for it. And then Batman like throws the other coins. Yeah. To, like knock <laughs> off. And he's like, no, which one was my coin? <laughs> no. Honestly, it's the fates have. <laughs> decided that was so like out of left field and so like not over the top but very close to it that i loved it yeah and it just felt like so out there and like because batman just pulls these coins out of presumably nowhere right <laughs> and somehow to me that's such a batman thing to do oh yeah like, oh i don't have a fancy gadget this time harvey <laughs> just, <laughs> just coins pocket like, full of coins it's just clever like to fucking oh, yeah. throw your whole thing off like what do you believe <sighs> Yeah, no, the way Batman took out, like, the main two villains was genius yeah. and very Batman. Like, the whole final confrontation, I was like, where was the rest of this? Like, yeah. this whole movie, like, this should have been the whole thing. Right, because, um, yeah, because like, they built up the coin idea very well. I mean, but yeah. that's pretty easy to do with Two-Face. But, I mean, mm-hmm. again, like, the Riddle thing should not be that hard to, like, play out with Riddler. Yeah, man, yeah, the Riddler just brings... it. I, I, honestly, I feel like if the Riddler had just been done a little bit better... Hell, I think even if you do the same character but played by someone else... Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I, I think Jim Carrey's fine... But God, if anyone else had played him in this movie, I don't think it'd be taken as as you know a throwaway garbage movie that people think it is. Oh no, it like that literally changes the entire tone of the movie because yeah. like the 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 setting and like Gotham City itself and Two Face even like walk a very fine line of like uh like serious and like 
comic y, like campy. Right. And like most of it works and they walk very and fun- Most well. of it works very well. Mm-hmm. And then the Riddler just absolutely tanks that ratio. Yeah, because he's walking around like doing like uh fucking like hip pumps and being like <laughs> yeah. joygasm. Yeah, yeah, he literally <laughs> says joygasm that part. Yeah, like I don't get the whole just it's literally just a green man suit. Yeah. <laughs> and like a cane. And like they show the hat on his oh, yeah, doll, but hat. he never wears it. The hair. What is the hair? Why does he dye his hair pink instead of wearing the hat? Why does he have just a pink flat top? <laughs> it is the most jarring like appearance. Uh, What else do I want to talk about? Oh, uh, the Dick Grayson stuff was all pretty good. Yeah, that worked. Like, I, I think it's a good Dick Grayson performance. I like his dynamic with Bruce. I think it's a good way to have like an adult uh, Robin like join into the mix. Yeah, because the setup worked like really like naturally because the he's still a part of the flying Graysons and then two face yeah. attacks this, the, the uh, circus and then uh, everyone in his family dies except him while yeah, cause he's because he, he's trying to throw the bomb out of the circus like he's he's, yeah. doing, he's becoming like Robin before he's even Robin like, yeah he actually saves a day and like yeah. Bryn Bruce is in the audience seeing it all there's a really cool part during that because uh, Harvey like takes over the circus oh and he's yeah like, if, I, if anyone will tell me who Batman is if he'll step up I won't blow up the bomb everyone will be safe yeah and the first thing Bruce does even yep, though he's he undercover up. as himself, he stands up and goes, Harvey, I'm Batman, and yells it. But everyone's but screaming. Everyone's screaming, so no one hears it. Yeah. No, like, that, that's, that's such a awesome cool touch. Moment. That yeah. really, I really like that part. Like, when, it, when it mattered, fuck the secret identity. Yeah. <laughs> for real, though. Like, like he, he, he didn't even hesitate. He's like, I'm Batman. Yeah, not for a second. Yeah, like, if it saves the lives of these people, fuck my secret identity. Take me right now, Harvey. Yeah, because, like, you'd expect someone in that scenario, you know, they'd, like, look around a little bit and, like, do some interior monologue and be yeah. like, should I do this? Should I? And that but like no or even was... try to like sneak off and get your costume like that's what 90 percent of writers oh yeah, done. yeah for sure but yeah there was no hesitation but it's such a powerful bruce wayne moment to just stand up and be like no it's me right here i don't give a shit like yeah, save dude, these God. people kilmer batman yeah he fucking killed yeah. it in this movie that's what i mean that's why i said as soon as we recorded this i'm like i'm gonna go to bat for this movie and i'm gonna go to <laughs> bat hard I'm gonna... no I, I will always agree that kilmer like was definitely yeah. the best part of this movie um and that nicole kidman's character was it was all right her. yeah yeah Cause like, cause that's I mean, not, Nicole Kidman's always pretty good. That's not an actual like Batman character. No, it's original character. Yeah, because yeah. she plays like a. She's basically like Doctor Melfi in this. Yeah, except, except she's just she like a horny psychiatrist. Tony Soprano. It was yeah. a good character. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yeah. Except they, they really overplay that dynamic of like Batman deciding when he should tell her that he's oh, Batman. Oh, I know. Because he almost tells her that she's Batman like five times, and then the, keeps getting interrupted. He's like, he's like. By the way, I should tell you, I sulk around in the night and fight crime. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Well, that's pretty dark, but pretty cool. I'm trying to tell you that I'm Batman. Would you pick <laughs> up the hint? <laughs> yeah, there. It's just the whole, all the subtext and like their conversations where they're just walking that line is like, it's like they're just being coy. Just figure seems, it out. It seems like they're being coy with each other, but then like you realize they actually haven't figured it out. Right. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, it sounds like they're just like not trying to admit it. Like it's one of those things they both know, but neither one of them will say. But then you're like, oh wait, she doesn't actually realize. <laughs> yeah, because then it like near the end, she like kisses Batman like in the suit, and she's like, oh like I'd like I thought like I was in love with you, but that uh, like I'm seeing someone else, and like I realize like I've I'm mature now, and I don't like the bad boy. Like I'm gonna date Bruce Wayne, and he's like literally turns around and just gives the quirkiest smile I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Fucking that gold. smile is amazing. It is gold. I, yeah. I, I need a snapshot she of that. She likes me. <laughs> he just turns around, fucking mission accomplished. Nicole Kidman gave me a kiss. <laughs> um, there was yeah, because one- this was Nicole Kidman pre-Tom Cruise, right? Uh, I don't know, actually. Because, yeah, that was, yeah. Tom Cruise did a lot of damage <laughs> <laughs> to a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so one of the main things running through this, because, like, Two-Face 
was responsible for Dick's family's death, obviously. Yeah. So when Dick like first joins Batman, he's like, "Well, I want to kill Two Face," and obviously Batman's gonna play off the you know, right? You can't kill or whatever. So then <laughs> the ending is kind of funny with uh, how it wraps up with Robin and Two Face because he ends up. Uh, like basically, like Two Face is hanging off the cliff or whatever, and then Robin saves him. Right, and that's like his moment where it's like, yeah, death won't bring me peace. Come on, Harvey, I know you're <laughs> yeah. gonna betray me anyway, but I have to save you. And you're like, okay, that's what I expected. Great. Yeah, so then he betrays him again, and then Harvey ends up just falling, and then Robin's just like, nah, he's <laughs> just like, sorry, yeah. you only get saved once, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Like the second time, Harvey like falls to his death, and they yeah. both just watch it happen. <laughs> just watch it happen. Like, I tried to save you once, Harvey. This one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you only get one free. Be. And I mean, to be fair, people like to uh, shit on the uh, Zack Snyder Batman for ha- like killing people, which they should because it's oh, yeah. at- atrocious. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, in these other Batman movies, in almost every one, they do kill people. Also, it, yeah, it <laughs> they seems... definitely do in the Tim in the Tim Burton. Oh, one. like Tim, he, Batman like blows up. In that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is some straight murder. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's just kind of like, yep, you get one, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I wasn't personally responsible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed this like watching rewatching this movie because like seeing the kind of stuff they did get right, like they got enough right where I enjoyed it. Yeah, Alfred was great. Yeah, Alfred was except really his good. one fuck up where he literally. That's let... what I wanted to talk about. I'm so yeah. glad you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So it's Halloween, and first of all, these trick or treaters come up to the house. How did they get here? This it's like a mansion in the middle of nowhere. Literally 15 minutes prior, like Dick is talking to Bruce, and he's about to leave on his motorcycle, and Bruce is like, "Yeah, there's not a gas station for 60 miles." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where did these kids come from? <laughs> right. I, w- I wish I'd known this was a Halloween movie. We should have done this sooner. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so because these trick-or-treaters like drove 20 minutes to get candy from the Waynes, yeah. uh, they leave the gate open, and that's, of course, how Two-Face and the Riddler sneak in. Yep. And Alfred just, oh, Alfred, why? Yeah, it literally opens the door for him. <laughs> and they, like Alfred looks through the peephole, and he sees Riddler and Two-Face on their knees with little tiny masks doing a kid voice, being like, Twinkle Tweet! <laughs> Literally just like that. And Alfred just gives a cheeky smile, just like, oh, what those All little scoundrels. Kids. So he's fooled by Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey just on their knees going, twink a tweet. Oh, man, it's bad. It's really bad. I'm like, <laughs> Alfred, you need to retire, buddy. Right, Bruce is just sitting there like, man, we got to evaluate. <laughs> I got I to gotta look into door security. Robin, from now on, you answer the door. <laughs> yeah, you're on door duty. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was bad. Yeah. Because, God... Why did they have to do Alfred like that? I, as soon as the trick-or-treaters came, I was like, I know he's about to open this door once they show up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, freaking voila. And there's even parts later where Alfred's, like, throwing singers, like, calling other people dumb. And I'm like, Alfred, <laughs> you don't get to do that. Yeah, no, you do not get to call anyone that. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. There's a couple moments in this movie that just could have been tweaked a little bit, and yeah. I really liked it. Just all, all of the Riddler parts where he's sucking out people's memories. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't, there's so many sequences where, like, the Riddler is literally using this brand thing is like a drug he's yeah. like giving it to harvey he's like you want a hit <laughs> it's like what is this yeah um but man yeah some of the de- design things like two-face like i said is comfortably out there like i like the design of his house like oh it's, yeah it's just for so sure. batman super villainy to be like i'm gonna design my whole apartment around my theme right he's got like a lex luther hideout and he's even got like 
two girlfriends there. It's like, uh, what are their names? One, one's one's like Barrymore. the angel on his shoulder and the other one's like the devil yeah, on his shoulder. Their character yeah. names are literally Sugar and Spice. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them's Drew. I think, yeah, Drew Barrymore is Sugar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm excited we rewatched this movie because honestly, oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm going to go to bat for this movie no matter what anyone says about it. I do like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good to get some Kilmer Batman in before we get the Clooney. Yeah, uh, the next movie I have not seen, so I have no opinions about it at all so far. So yeah. we're about to find out what I think about George Clooney, Batman, and uh mr um, or Schwarzenegger. poison ivy and then yeah schwarzenegger <laughs> ice to meet you oh man it's an experience i'll tell you that yeah so i'm ready for that experience i mean so. at, at least we'll get kiss from a rose <laughs> oh my god is that song in that movie oh yeah seal made that song for that movie oh what i yeah. did not know that yeah that mo- that was a batman and robin uh, <laughs> original i did not know that that is completely yep. fucking random oh man it's great damn okay uh, it comes up like three times <laughs> I I'm pretty Im- sure they play at the beginning, the end credits, and somewhere in the middle with like a Poison Ivy That's scene. just so baffling that that song is a Batman song. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no. Kiss that's from a bat. No, that's <laughs> literally like that was for that movie. What in the fuck? All right, oh, well, man. join us next week. We're going to dive into that and see what the hell's going on. That'll oh, be yeah. up on Monday. We're reading Batman and Robin and watching Batman and Robin. Oh, yes. So come get your kiss from a bat. <laughs>